This is Crime Cruise, Love Boat Exposed. Saturday on the Love Boat. The podcast that hunts down and tears apart shenanigans on this classic TV show. I see an awful lot of bodies who really have nothing to be ashamed of. When laws, morals, and behavior go rogue. He's a student of marine biology, and I know a lot of marines who like to study her biology. We are there. Saturday on the Love Boat, Julia's game to join an all-male club, but she's shocked at the things they ask her to do. Now, from Studio 109, welcome aboard. I think it's time you and I got to know each other. But a man gets very lonely at sea. Yes, I can imagine. Sailing. I like we that. We are sailing. It's like you're on the cruise deck, just kind of waving at the uh, departure. Yeah, darling. Sailing. Welcome to Crime Cruise Love Boat Exposed. Hi, season low morals. I am your host, Rob. And I'm Charlotte. And in the corner. In the corner. Is producer Caleb. It's where I belong. Yeah. Love my corner. (laughs) Some say that, yes. No one puts baby in the corner. (laughs) Yet he's there. Yeah, Yeah, he is. (laughs) Okay, well. We're back for another episode, and producer Caleb, what episode is this in season one of The Love Boat? Don't want to bring any bad luck, guys, but it's episode 13. Oh, 13. Uh, okay. One, three, let's do I'm not scared of 13. I'm not either. After the last episode that we witnessed, I know. can't get worse than that, really. No, Thank- twisted. Not. Thankfully, I will say that this is a bit of a detox episode. Okay. Mm. Uh, just as it happens, but nothing like priests with six or an mm. uh, older gentleman with a young orphan 15-year-old. Okay. It's, it's a nice it's a breather. It's a nice breath of fresh All air. Right. Can't believe the love boat has a breath of fresh air, but maybe this is like... But for now, it's purged itself of this twisted morality of what we saw in the last couple of weeks. I know. Yeah. We don't need to Which has been some kind of shit, actually. Going yeah, on. really. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Yeah, thank you. I try to keep it real over here. I, yeah. I want to avoid any and all of those type of drugs that those riders were on, because obviously those are the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, about okay. Well, Caleb, I got a list of those drugs for you. I'll give them to you after the show. <laughs> and quickly, what we do, in case you're joining us for the first time, is we look at episodes of The Love Boat from the late 70s through the lens of the modern times and we are very easily able to catch what would you call them dilemmas hijinks tomfoolery just questionable moments we see all the isms racism sexism Mm. uh any other isms that you could think of we probably see it stuff that is most definitely illegal too but again uh it's international waters so what's really wrong about <laughs> there's that? no law it's lawless it's lawless, lawless. Very much so. sleep with anyone all the husbands no no husband no wife no boyfriend no girlfriend not really sure anybody needs international waters for that <laughs> but it helps all right well on that all right road, we're gonna queue up our first clip and I see julie. Wait, there's julie with uh well let's see what happens no she's your oh, no come on come on come on teddy i'll stay in Cabin, who's gonna know? Chinky, this is as far as you go. Oh, that's not what you said last night. <laughs> PDA, guys. Excuse me. But they're in the lobby of the boat. I believe the sheep. You're in the hot water. I'd say you're already in it, clear up to your neck. Who's the wet blanket? Yeah, the ginger, this is Julie McCoy. She's an officer. Most ship shape officer I've ever served under. Teddy, you're late. You're improperly dressed, and this is not the crew entrance. The captain is Come watching on, Julie. Please report to your duty at once. You're not pulling rank on me, are you? If she isn't, I am. This is not what it looks 
like I was just doing some advanced public relations work. Miss Ledoux here happens to have some very important contacts. I'm really sure what's going on, but it sounds like, again, security is needed. <laughs> because someone just came onto a boat right. without a ticket nope. and then was just walked by the cabin. No problem at all. No problem at all. I assume he's working on the boat because she was like, this is not the crew entrance. It appeared like that. But like, who brings a chick with them on board if they're getting, you know what, this is a crazy question. We live, it could have happened in the 70s. It could happen today. It could happen right now. And they were very stereotypical in their casting of this woman who is the blonde floozy. Yeah, of course. Pretty much. Yeah. Even has the voice of that classic. Absolutely. That like high pitched baby voice. (laughs) Right. Where's like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. And I'm going to throw you all a curveball. I don't know okay. if I want a curveball today. Give you a curveball. I've had a lot of Sorry. curveballs thrown at me. <laughs> I'm going lately. to tell you the gentleman that looks like he's staff or part of the crew coming on, and he's obviously kind of not following the Pacific Princess rules. He is played by none other than Bob Crane. Okay. Who was uh, Hogan in Hogan's Heroes, a okay. popular okay. sitcom. And there is a movie that portrays Bob Crane in kind of a real-life situation. It's uh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear well, plays I love Greg Bob Kinnear. Crane. Bob Crane was murdered. The actor who was in the scene was actually murdered under very mysterious and some might say twisted circumstances. Oh my God, Ronnie, really? uh, a dark damn turn. Well, wow. Greg Kinnear plays the gentleman who's actually in this episode who we just saw, who we just heard. And uh, Greg Kinnear plays him and William Defoe. Stop mm. it. You're literally naming everyone I adore. <laughs> plays his partner in crime And I'm not going to get into what they're up to, but let's just say they're out there in real life. Bob Crane was, this was all tracked after his death, shooting videos with his partner that were questionable, dirty videos. Well, does Christopher Walken make an appearance in this film? Because I will definitely watch it. He's the first credit yeah, scene. Right. You just listen to everybody. And I'm going to put the cherry on this Sunday. Oh, shit. Oh, the cherry. Here we go. Bob Crane was murdered by being bludgeoned with a tripod. Holy No, he wasn't. Yes. Look it up. Bob Crane. And Bob Crane is in this episode. And Bob Crane is playing a sleaze, it appears, in this episode. And without any further comment. I wanted to say, there's about nine tripods in this room we're in right now. So, uh, (laughs) Rob. Right? I didn't know they could be used as weapons. Two, three. Look, I'm not Bob Crane. Okay. Jesus Christ. Actually, it wasn't Bob Crane. It was the dude that he partnered with in his lifestyle. William Defoe killed him? William Defoe played the partner of who would have been with Bob Crane in real life. It's a movie that was very popular. It's a weird one. I'm going to have to watch this now. Yeah, look it up. I'm, I'm intrigued. I am Tell too. you what, we're going to have producer Caleb look up what the name of this movie is, and we're going to roll the scene. Okay. Three, two. Hey, look, there's you and your mom. Oh, that's a good one, a mom. That's pretty good of you, too. Aha, there's my masterpiece. Oh, your Aunt Lily and your dad doing the Charleston. That's terrific. She's not really interested, husband and wife at Woods. What's the matter, huh? Nothing. Oh, every once in a while I wish I knew my father. I know. Look, you finish unpacking and we'll go check out the ship, huh? Excuse me. Compliments of the ship. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, welcome aboard. I also have a little gift from me to you. 
Caviar? I don't know what to say. We'll certainly mention your kindness to the captain. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You see, it's from the captain's private stock. The very best. LSB. <laughs> Less said, the better. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, why don't we let this chill a while, and uh, you two go exploring the ship, and uh, I'll finish your unpacking. Huh? Oh, no, but... Oh, no trouble at all. Just remember to tip me handsomely at the end of the trip. That's well, right. Go ahead. All right. See you later, Shetty. You uh, Whoops. Almost forgot this. Now, look, honey, first I want to get a shot of you with Sam. the... Sam. <laughs> we grabbed the... Right in. Bob Crane is putting stuff in this couple's closet and he notices something. A picture of two women. Oh my God, no. I, I don't know. Okay, say one. When he said, this is LSB, I thought he said LSD. <laughs> and I was a little bit like, wow. Okay, we're just going to throw that on TV. Mm. And then I'm still confused. Like, okay, so he looked at that picture as if he recognized the mom. Sure. Because she said this is a picture of you and your mom, right? Right. So he obviously recognized that picture and obviously has some sort of a relationship with that situation. Right. Like, and he was going through this couple's belongings. Well, and the girl right before the bra looked at the picture uh -huh. said, I wish I knew my dad. Oh. See what I'm saying? Caleb's smiling over there. You got any insight here, Caleb? Am I at least on the right path? Because I feel like I am. Charlotte, it does sound correct. Thank you. I, I watch a lot of freaking Dateline. Well, it does look like producer Caleb has some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Give it to oh, me. Urgent. Uh, the movie that we were just talking about uh, with Bob Crane, all that stuff, is called Autofocus, and it's from 2002. And Willem Dafoe actually plays a character named John Carpenter. So, as in, like, I think, I think the is it the John Carpenter? No, the John Carpenter. So. Okay, don't, don't okay. do that. I was to John confused Carpenter. for a second. <laughs> okay, who does Greg Kinnear play? Uh, Bob. He plays Bob Crane. Bob. It's Crane. called Autofocus. Yeah. Uh, auto. Yeah, Autofocus. Autofocus. And again, right. we're watching Bob Crane in this episode. Okay, let's do it. Bob let's roll mode, it. And we're gonna see a little more of what happens. Isaac, there he is again. Give me a drink. Are you crazy? Aren't you on duty? Anything that's handy and make it a triple. You can't drink on duty? Like that hasn't stopped anyone before. You're gonna get yourself fired. Maybe, but in the meantime, I'm gonna get myself drunk. Uh, <sighs> okay, Teddy. What is it? See the girl sitting over there? Yeah? Isaac. She's my daughter. No kidding! You gonna introduce me? Introduce you? I just met her myself. I cut out on her and her mother when Wendy was only eight months old. Dickhead. You gonna tell her? I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, he's gonna drink. And continue to be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Guess this is the curveball episode. <laughs> We're just getting... Yeah, Go vote left and right from you, and now from from Bob Crane. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. As I, as but I, now that I know all that about Bob Crane, I'm kind of creeped out. I like know. I don't even want to yeah. like watch him. Like I'm really creeped That's, out about everything that he's saying and doing at this point. Now that I know that he's like a f***ed up person, it's like the casting office said, "Okay, we have this character here. Yeah. He needs to play a scumbag. Uh, he's a drunk. <laughs> he shirks his work. He breaks the rules. He left his wife. He left his young kid." Bob Crane. Bob Crane. Bob That's who Crane. we want to cast right now. 
And look, I mean, you could say we're slandering Bob Crane's name, but I think he did watch it the all movie. himself. Yeah, just watch the, the movie. The movie is autofocus. Yeah. And it's a good follow-up. It's like a sequel to this episode sequel of Love Boat. Wow. Right. Well, I, I guess we're the prequel because <laughs> Autofocus came out 21 years ago. Yes. <laughs> I could swear I... Damn, he's bringing the rational thought to this. <laughs> the 20-year-old brings it down. No. I made up my mind. You're my man. Sorry, Loudon. What medium should we use to introduce the new name? Answer the question. Are you going to buy radio, TV, or print? The man has a right to know how you're going to spend his money. Uh, something. What? Create a diversion. Sing, faint. Take off your clothes. I can't do that. All right, don't sing. <laughs> so Gopher and Julie are watching kind of a, a lively discussion between old people. What, what uh, producer Caleb, what? But I love how he just immediately went to take off your clothes. <laughs> yes. uh, like it was, it like gradually built up from like two things to then just like, can't take off your clothes. Clip your nails, tie your shoe. Actually, just just take just off, take your, off clothes. your clothes. Just, just create a diversion. Naked. <laughs> uh, Julie is wearing many coats on these she episodes. She is. She is. She's the cruise director, Rob. Well, I'm not. That job entails many things. I'm not surprised she ended up with a big cocaine problem. I'm not either. Damn, so many years she's going through. into Fuck. this series. All right, the context, context. Context, yes, please, guys. Give it to okay. me, Caleb. So the younger couple, very, very poor. The luxury, I guess, the presidential suite was available, and the very poor couple were awarded this luxury cabin by Julie and Gopher. And they kind of stole the identity of the original people who booked that presidential suite, these big marketing guys who didn't show up. And so they're like, hey, poor people, here's an upgrade. Enjoy this upgrade. But one condition you have to pretend to be these marketing people hey plot twist your like arch nemesis in the marketing game is also on this boat and they want to discuss work with you and so the poor people are trying to pretend to be this big marketing head um while julie and gopher are trying to defuse the situation and not expose them for being frauds one, it's not really that hard to pretend like you're a big marketing head. No, it's not. Like you literally just throw out a few like key terms and people just odd like they believe KPI you. and point mm-hmm. of view and, and demographics and they're like, Yes, yes, we believe you. Literally anybody can do it. And uh, producer Caleb, I don't know if you have heard, but when I used to work in a certain office that you work at still continuously, we would hear these kind of phrases like KPI mm-hmm. and these kind of things. Are you still hearing those kind of things? Sure am. Okay. Yeah, every day. Are you happy with that? And has the KPI actually come to fruition is the question. (laughs) Signed an NDA. Sorry, guys. Oh, Jesus. They're not actually legal, those things. Okay, we'll pass it on. NDAs are not legally binding. Trust me. Okay. Because this bitch just blew hers up. We'll be right back with more Love Boat Exposed. Go to loveboatexposed.com to send us a message, leave a voicemail, or learn more about the show and our team. Who knows? You might just be invited to the captain's table. It's a pleasure to welcome you aboard. I'm speaking for my entire crew. Okay. All right. We only have very few clips left, guys. People walking down a hallway. Oh, are we sailing already? Yes, madam. Oh, good. I made it back just in time. Someone's going into a Canada. Open up, honey, and see what I bought for you. Oh, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong cabin. I thought this was Promenade 342. Well, it is Promenade 342. Well, where's George? 
There's no George here. There's just me and the little woman. What have you done little with Little woman? This is our honeymoon. <laughs> That's his f***ing wife. Little woman, if you don't leave immediately, I'm going to call Captain Norton. Norton? The captain's name is Steubing. Captain Norton is Captain the Sun Princess. The Sun Princess? <laughs> oh, no. I'm on the wrong ship. <laughs> I'm a little baffled. Security. 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 Uh, common theme. Security. <laughs> if if there was literally any ounce of security, 1% of more security, right. she wouldn't have gotten on the wrong boat. But let's not gloss over the fact that that man called his wife little woman. Right. <laughs> She's like a 75-year-old fucking grown adult. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I do. I mean, advertising even in those days, like Maxwell House used to have a lot of ads that were like, the little lady, that kind of stuff. Our first house nearly never got built. My wife was so bent on helping the builder. Woman, I said, leave that poor man alone and make us some coffee. Not that kind you've been buying either. Instant Maxwell House coffee. Red jar, good to the last drop, Maxwell House. The instant that tastes like, like coffee. Be a good little Maxwell Housewife. And we'll be happy here for a long time. Maxwell House Coffee. Instant and ground. If my husband ever called me little lady, I would think he was like all of a sudden my dad and I would never f*** him again. <laughs> ever. Like, what the hell, little woman? No. no. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is literally in shock, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just doing double takes <laughs> for comedic effect. I've heard worse shit than what you're Oh, wow, well, okay. <laughs> He's seen me on a Tuesday. He knows how bad it can get. Uh, was, <laughs> Tuesdays are your wild days. They're wild crazy. I'll never forget you in that Bozeman biker bar. Oh, yo, girl, look. I could have walked away with every dude in Montana at that point. I could have had a ranch, cows, horses, cowboy hats, whatever the fuck I wanted. I was literally a star in Montana. Wow. No, am I lying? No. <laughs> no. You going back? A 100%. As <laughs> sooner rather than later. We have one more clip. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's a terrible thing being your father. There's Bob Crane. What's so terrible about it? One thing, just beat myself out of a big tip. Now, now we're going to see you in two weeks, right? I can't wait to show you the new apartment. I'll be there with bells. Hold it. Oh, Sam. You know the terrible thing about being your father. I feel like I'm on candid camera. <laughs> you do? My dad. Dad. Sounds nice. It sure doesn't. Oh, what? I don't know if dads that kiss their daughters on the lips like passionately look, like that. Plus, look, they're like later on in life, like in their forties and fifties, sixties. Look, that was very passionate. Those kisses between look. the dad and look. I know look. you want to say something, but I'm also this fucked up. Look, <laughs> dear God, there's nothing wrong with kissing your parents. I agree, but I kiss mine all the time. But they've known each other. For literally less than a week. Mm. And just like you said, Rob, those kisses were very passionate. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like at a certain yeah. age, 
where you kind of stop kissing your parents on the lips, possibly, maybe? Well, I will even put forth that perhaps you never kiss your parents on the lips. Well, I mean, I have. I mean, I grew up in a family that's very hugging, kissy, and touchy. Like, that's just our love language. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we would... Uh, that is sure. ju- just uncalled for. I mean, I would never lingerly... And then with, like, the dad's hand around the waist, yeah. pulling you close. Like, that's just all kind of bad and wrong and twisted and fucked up. Right. It makes me think that perhaps he finds a new daughter that he left, like, on every cruise. Well, the daughter on. looked like the bitch he brought on the boat. Yeah. Mm. If you want to go back to it. <laughs> Good point. But, well, but again. Well, what? It's the truth. Go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> shutting Charlotte down. <laughs> I could maybe possibly excuse him if he only did it once. Mm. But the fact that he went in for a second time, mm. that's what made me almost kind of throw up. <laughs> because I was like, okay, fine, sure, what the hell, you do whatever. But, oh, dad... I'm really liking the sound of it. Yeah, me too, honey. Smack, <laughs> smack. Call me daddy. <laughs> Call me daddy. Smack, smack. <laughs> so, yeah, we're seeing the end of Bob Crane's acting career here. He's He was on this show. Again, he was in his, uh, in his peak performance mode when he was the star of Hogan's Heroes, and I'm not right. exactly sure of what year that was. Caleb's going to find out. Caleb, producer Caleb looking up when Hogan's Heroes aired, but he was a Casanova. The show was about him. He was Hogan. Colonel Hogan? He was Colonel Hogan. What years was it, producer Caleb? It started in 1965 and went for six seasons. Wow. I saw it in a lot of repeats and syndication, and he was suave. He was a Casanova on that show. He had like every girl, like German girls and the American girls. He, they all came. <laughs> I to- like how you threw in that weird like <laughs> German girls. Like you feel like this whole like little like Dirndl twist with that uh, whole that thing. My, you uh, were like, ah, oh, V Gates as Eden. That was my Christoph. Uh, oh, oh, good Jesus! His name, Christoph. Yeah. The artist. No, Christoph uh, Wheats. We're gonna have to cut this part out. Guys. No, well, okay, just because Who's the you dude messed in the ter- up ter- in the Tarantino uh, films. Chris, oh, the guy that plays the Nazi all the yeah. time. I don't yeah. know what his name oh. is, but I like him. Yes. So the whole show was set in Nazi Germany at a POW camp where Colonel Hogan pulled all these strings, and it's it was not a sitcom. Christoph Waltz, you're speaking of, because uh, he's like the main. Look up in Glorious Bastards. That's, that's what I've got up here. Okay, right that's now, yeah. that's the dude. Yeah. That dude, Christoph Waltz. Christoph yes, Waltz. that's the dude. The Austrian German. That one. That dude. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So, yeah, Hogan was a younger man because we're seeing this guy. It looks like he's in his upper 50s or something right now. Kind of gray hair and stuff like that. But when he was playing Colonel Hogan and the show was built around him, again, he was a young, uh, virile gentleman who was a lady killer. He was suave. So on that show, he was like Fonzie. He had a, oh. actually had a leather coat, and he waltzed around in this. Did he P-O- look like the dude that we talked about that has also been on the show, Robert? You know how he had that kind of look? Um, The one that was married to Natalie Wood. Oh. On the boat. Robert Wagner. 
Did he have like a Robert Wagner look, like the dark hair? Because here I know yeah. we see him with gray hair. Yeah, but like, young, did he have like that kind of look? A young Robert yeah, Wagner. Okay. He did have that kind of look. He was okay. suave, would be the word. Mm-hmm. And apparently he took advantage of that in his off time. Got it. And then we're seeing kind of the end of his career. Okay. I don't know. He uh, the end of his career is he passionately kisses his and daughter. The end of his life when was he? Nineteen seventy-eight is when he died. Yes. Oh, so he died soon after this must have aired. Couple couple years, yeah. Wait, so no, he died in nineteen seventy-eight, right? Bob Bob Crane. Bob Crane died in seventy-eight. The show was in seventy-eight. Oh wow! Oh jeez. So yeah, real <sighs> well. When I watch him play this lecherous type character, even if he's not really lecherous, uh, he appears that way. Yeah, June 29, 1978. So he uh, met his death by tripod. Okay, so season one of The Love Boat, episode 13, the one we're watching now, aired on January 7th in 1978. And he died when? Okay, January 7th. June. June 29, 1978. Wow. Perhaps this was wow. his last performance, and he looked horrible, yeah. and he looked like and a sleaze. It looks here, it says, like, one of the last things he ever filmed. This. Mm-hmm. What we and just actually, heard. the title just... of this show is called Cinderella Story slash Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> just saying. Uh, well, producer Caleb, question for you. Just yes. to wrap this episode up. Yes. What happens? I know we're only seeing select clips that mm-hmm. you have selected. Yes. You're the arbitrator. You're the judge. Yes. You're the jury. I am. Executioner? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So, on that note, do we know actually the outcome of Bob Crane's character on this episode of The Love Boat? How does it end? That The last clip you see is the end of the, the episode. He c- goes to his, his daughter and says, hey, I'm your father, right. and she wants nothing to do with him. You suck. You, you're an asshole. Right. Where were you for the last 20-whatever years kind of thing? I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Her husband is like, hey, Bob wants to talk to you. Um, I've been talking for the whole afternoon. He's really sorry and sincere. They come up, they make up, and then she goes, Hey, Dad, I'm kind of liking the ring to that. Me too. Let's now passionately make out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus In front of her husband. Yeah, and I guess just happy days. Yeah, he, he <laughs> promised that he'll see her new apartment in two weeks and he'll hang out every two weeks. <laughs> of course he'll see her new apartment. <laughs> That's the episode. That's his storyline. That's okay. his last storyline. Shed a tear. Probably shows up at her new apartment with a video camera and a tripod. And his partner, William Defoe. Oh, We took all the air out of these scenes. There was another gentleman. I'm not sure who the actress is. She looked familiar. But the gentleman that played the husband to Bob Crane's now daughter uh, was Robert Hayes. Okay. Mm -hmm. From airplane oh i love love airplane he was a pilot was he a pilot yes yes he was dark haired kind of look good looking guy still good looking don't know what happened to to him i'm not sure with robert hayes he was a good actor he played a certain kind of character played it here in the background really maybe that was his problem as an actor we never saw him really go a whole lot further than here and there but great guy friendly guy yeah Kind of a guy everyone could relate to okay i like those kind of guys yeah not like bob crane that's for sure nope all right, uh, 
Is that it? That's, that's it. it. I think we're done. That's it. <laughs> Episode 13. 13. Short and sweet. 13, like I said, short and sweet. Bit Unlucky of a, bit of a 13 for Bob Crane anyway. Well, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. All I didn't right. think about that no, part. No, I know. Well, listen, everybody, we'll be back next week for another episode of Crime Cruise Love Boat Exposed. High season, low morals. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share with a friend. We'll see you guys next week. We're sailing away, but we will be back with a new episode of Crime Cruise Love Boat Exposed. Make sure to subscribe. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. And connect with us at loveboatexposed.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, but I have duties on the bridge. Good evening. Mm-hmm.